Welcome to the City Podcast, a ministry of Ambassadors Church in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. If you'd like more information about our church, visit our website at wearethecity.org. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you are blessed by today's word. Are you ready for like a word or a word? Like a word, a cute little word, or the word? We're ready for the word, right? Man, this word's been like ready, like printed, emailed to myself, ready to go since Wednesday. And I've been like just ruminating on it all week long. And, and I'm just excited for what God wants to tell you today. And, and I know that in the same manner, uh, every time I point my finger to you, I'm pointing three fingers to myself. And, and I just know that God wants to transform all of us this morning. We all get to be changed by the word of God. So let's get it, go ahead and get our Bibles Open to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4, which which is where we were about two weeks ago. Uh, The title of the message uh, two Sundays ago was Walk Worthy, and uh, this is Walk Worthy Part 2. In essence, Walk Worthy Part 2. If you missed Part 1, it is available on the podcast, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. All right, verse 11. It says, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the whole body grow so that it builds itself up in love. The word of the Lord. Let's pray this morning. God, we, we love you. We thank you, Father, for the, the opportunity that we get to be here. Father, what an honor it is on our part, that we get to be in the presence of God and surrounded by such an amazing church. And Father, I ask that as your word is proclaimed, that that it would bring life to dead people. God, that it would bring hope to the hopeless. And, And I pray, God, that it would be like a seed planted in our hearts, that we would never be the same because of what you are about to tell us here today, oh God. I believe that your word is powerful, oh God, that it is sharper than any double-edged sword, that it's able to penetrate soul and spirit, bone and marrow, and that it divides and and cleanses and it purifies our hearts. And and so, Lord, we're not here to get a cute word. We're here to receive a transforming word. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Feeling great? There's a phrase out there that says, ignorance is bliss. Ever heard that phrase, ignorance is bliss? 
Another way to word that phrase would be, what you don't know can't hurt you. A, a, little, skew, a little more different version would be, out of sight, out of mind. Right? If I'm not being exposed to it, if I don't know it, uh, then I don't have to really worry about it. Because it's, it's not, ignorance is bliss. Not knowing is true happiness. They also say, no news is good news. Did you know all of those phrases are pretty wrong? <laughs> ignorance is not bliss. Not knowing can still hurt you. Example, for those that are parents in the room, you would naturally, as a parent, with, with you know, your parental instincts, and this doesn't take parental instincts, this just takes human instinct, you would teach your kids not to touch a hot stove, right? You would teach your kids not to stick their finger into an electric socket. You would teach your kids to look both ways before they cross the street. You would teach your kids to buckle up in order to be safe in a car. My grandfather growing up would drop me off at school and every time we got in the car, he would say, buckle up for safety's sake. Right? Did you not say that, Grandpa? For years. Till I got my license. And then I buckled up for my own safety. Like, I just, buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety's sake. Now, let's presume, assume, say, hypothesize that you didn't tell your kids these four basic rules. You didn't tell them, don't touch a hot stove. You didn't tell them to look both ways before they cross the street. You didn't tell them to not stick their finger in a light socket. You didn't tell them to buckle up for safety's sake. Their ignorance is not their bliss. A stove doesn't stop being dangerous just because you haven't told them to not touch it. A road is no less ruthless just because you told them to not look both ways before they cross. An electric socket is just as dangerous whether or not the child knows to stick their finger or not. Buckling up is still important whether you do it or not. Ignorance is not bliss. Not knowing is still just as dangerous. And I think these little cute catchphrases, ignorance is bliss, what we don't know doesn't hurt us, out of sight, out of mind, no news is good news, all these little phrases are part of a larger cultural tendency for us to have a struggle against truth. Because when we are confronted by truth, truth demands change. If I'm told not to stick my finger in an electric socket, but that's my hobby. Confronted by the truth that in that plug there is power then that truth demands not just knowledge, but it demands action. Because once we are exposed to something that is true, factual, not alternative facts, not fake news, fake news, I, there is something that must shift in our behavior. And that's the thing. Our culture and our society doesn't want to change, and so we'd rather be ignorant because then ignorance is bliss. If I don't know, it can't hurt me, so I'll just keep living by Alternative facts. Fake news, right? We can do whatever we want if we live a lie. 
We, we, can, we can behave any way we like if we don't know the truth. So, so this morning, I want to kind of give you some facts. Tell your neighbor facts. Facts. I don't, I don't want to give you something cute. I want to give you some, some truth. You ready for some truth? Ready for some truth? Ready to be changed? Come on, get your excitement up. You ready to be changed? Come on, you didn't come here to hear a cute word. You came here to be transformed. Let me justify this. Let me qualify this in scripture. Hosea 6.4 says this. My people perish for lack of knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. So ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance kills. going to twist my little microphone here while that soaks in. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance kills. Living without knowing kills, literally. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Jesus later on in the gospel says this, then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. We all shout amen. But some of us don't want the truth. We want to keep sticking our finger in the socket. We want to touch the stove. We want to cross without looking both ways. We, we, we want ignorance because ignorance doesn't demand change. We want Jesus. We don't want change. It's retreat week, guys. I don't know why you came expecting anything light. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In another place in John, I love John, because John, Jesus drops all the bombs in the book of John. You want some truths? Go to John. So Jesus says in the book of John, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. In a world filled with so-called alternative facts, in a world where truth is relative, what's true for you can be true for you. What's true for me can be true for, true for me. The Bible, the Bible just says this. There can only be one truth. And that truth is found nowhere else other than the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. There was a lot of little spelling Christian songs growing up. I am a C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, and I have J, and all those words. I'm like, why are we spelling everything? Code for the enemy not to hear us? Like, what are we doing? But it's the B-I-B-L-E, and it's the only the word that sanctifies us. Six steps to self-help, nine steps to positive thinking, three steps to ethics in the workplace, and 68 steps to us being joyful, it doesn't replace the B-I-B-L-E. The word sanctifies. And I want to say that with all the emphasis of my body, soul, and spirit. Because in our world of blogs, and I'm podcasted out. I'm blogged out. I'm tweeted out. I'm Facebook posted out. Yes. I'm Insta storied out. Yes. I'm snapped out. Yes. Preach it, Pastor Jay. 
Oh, that was such a good blog. Have you read that blog? Uh, have you read the word? Church, there are fundamentals from which we can't sway. Have you listened to that podcast? Wow, so good. Have you listened to the voice of God? Wow, so good. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth, Jesus said. But we'd rather stay ignorant. Because if we can stay ignorant, then we don't have to be transformed. If we can stay ignorant, then, then we don't have to be changed. Another verse. Ready for another verse? Jesus says this also in the book of John. Jesus drops all the bombs in John. He says, when the spirit of truth comes on you, he will guide you in all truth. The spirit of truth comes on you. He will guide you in not the spirit of opinion, not the spirit of what's politically correct, not the spirit of what is tolerant or what, is, or, or what has become the norm because what has become the norm is not necessarily what is the truth. When the spirit of truth comes on you, he will guide you into all truth. So, I started with the basic premise that ignorance is not bliss. Now, I've qualified that statement through the scripture by saying that, look, people perish because of lack of knowledge. And Jesus has said that if we will know the truth, then the truth will set you free. Now I come to Ephesians chapter 4 where Paul is saying this. Look, I've given you prophets and preachers and teachers and apostles and all these people to teach you the truth. So that we would grow up into Christ who is the head of the body. Let me tell you something. I don't need you to grow as a person. We need you to grow into Jesus. Oh, I need you to be the best you. No, I don't need you to be the best you. I need you to be the person that God created you to be. For you to grow into the person that Christ. Or No, you got to be, do you. No, you're not, not going to do you. We're going to do Jesus. Oh, you got to free yourself, girl. You got to be, be, be you. Do you. No. Every time in Scripture, Scripture never said for us to look like the best version of ourselves. That's where our society is going wrong. That's what social media does. We're the best version of ourselves. Scripture, every time it talks about transformation, it's not transformation for us to look cute. It's transformation for us to be more like Jesus. Being confronted by that truth demands change. Hold on, Pastor Shane. I was with you on the amen until you told me to change. I'm not telling you to change. What I am telling you is once you become open to who Jesus is, you will change. So change is not an option for those who are in Christ. Change is the result. Some of us think we need a change to get to Jesus. No, I need to get to Jesus so I can change. Because I'm never going to change apart from Jesus. No, I'm not going to go to church for like six weeks until I get my stuff together. Let me tell you something. You're going to be in a more of a hot mess six weeks from now. You, th- you think you're a hot mess right now? 
do six weeks without the Lord. Yes. You'd be more of a hot mess. Yes. No, I, I can't go to church. I'm not feeling like I got this whole, let me tell you something. There are just some here that look cuter, put on the face better. But all of us need Jesus. Did you know there's such a thing as spiritual makeup? Yes. Have you ever seen like the before and afters on Google of celebrities that look great? But then you Google them without makeup. And I'm not dissing makeup. But you know what? It's, it's transformative. It's transformative. Eyes enlarge. There's a way to make your eyes look bigger. Did you know that, guys? You can make cheekbones look pointier. You can make chins thinner. There's this magic called highlight. Contour. Sorry, thanks. Contour, that's the magic word. And there's this thing called spiritual makeup. Where some of us like to accentuate or highlight or contour the best parts of ourselves, while we hide, mask, and what's that thing we put here? Conceal other parts. <laughs> Spiritual concealer is of the devil. <laughs> There's this verse back in the Old Testament, and I love the Old Testament because the Old Testament keeps it real. Be certain of this. Your sin will find you out. It's like that stubborn pimple that you put concealer on all day long, but it still be glowing hot red by the end of the day. Right? Junior year of high school, I had the most massive zit on my nose ever. I'm telling you, you could explode that thing for days. Me and my mom are the same tone of color. So my mom has this thing in her. So I put on makeup for picture day. <laughs> whatever. Base, whatever the thing is called. I put on the thing that covers the thing. And I'm telling you, no matter how much of that thing we put on that thing, that thing came through. Because you can't cover truth. You know what would have been better? If I had just owned the zit. Work the zit. Walk into church like I, walk into school like I put it there on purpose. Instead of trying to conceal. And I think you'll be way better off in your spiritual journey owning up to where you're at. Instead of trying to conceal for the sake of the approval of people that have no vested interest in your long-term identity. You need to go back and listen to the podcast so you can get the full truth of that because I know half of y'all are still waking up. Here, here's, here's the thing, church. Concealing and covering and tweaking and contouring and highlighting and all this stuff in our spiritual journey is not cute. It's not truth. It's not the real version of ourself. And, 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 and I think, and, and I want this to become part of our church culture and I'm working on this by just hitting on this point. It's like this, this nail that I'm just hitting every Sunday until it gets hammered into everybody's heads. Is that you don't have anybody to impress when you come here. 
I, I tell you this as a brother, not as a pastor. I tell you this as a brother in Christ. You don't need to, you don't need to fake or phony who you are to try to fit in here. Because all of us are at different stages in our journey with God. You don't need me and you don't need us. We need Jesus. So, so Ephesians chapter 4 is talking just about that, that we would grow in Christ. And he says that the prophets and the pastors have, given, have been given the authority to speak the word in a way that would cause transformation in our hearts, that we would grow into him who is the head. And I want to give you an encouragement here today because I think some of us here this morning are listening to too many voices. We're listening to too many people. We're allowing, we're giving, hear me, how 1004, I'm on point two. There, yeah, I'm going to go to 1115. Um, no, I'm just playing. Point come back to my head. There's this, uh, what was I saying? I got distracted by that clock. Voices, we're listening to too many, thank you. We're listening to too many people. And I'm not saying can I just talk to you? You know who we like to listen to? People that agree with us. Oh, yeah, you're so right. You tell them like it is. And then we'll even qualify that with Scripture and we'll say, speak the truth in love. We'll just add the in love to make it sound spiritual. But did you know who was commissioned to speak the truth in love? The pastors. Some of us need to be quiet about issues that are none of our business. God's given me authority to say this to you as a brother in Christ. Some of us need to butt out of issues that are not our business. Don't add oxygen to a wildfire. Starve it with your silence. Do we want to be a healthy church? If we want to be a healthy church, if we want to be a church that is a life-giving church, then allow the truth to be spoken by those who have the authority to speak the truth in love. I'm not saying don't have an opinion because to be human is to have an opinion, but not every opinion needs to be propagated. What that means is you don't need to post everything you think and then try to justify it with a Bible verse at the end. As the Lord saith, saith and then go and add all of your junk. Let me tell you something. Social media destroys people. Because we're following this, that, and the other. And in the middle of the noise of our society, we have stopped listening to the voice of the shepherd saying, this is the way, walk in it. That's in Isaiah. This is the way, walk in it. So what we're doing is, what, what we've become is a society that has many truths. Where what you say has value, and it does, your opinion is valid. But your opinion may not be based in truth. Look, I'm not preaching at retreat, so I needed to bring it the Sunday before. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to be sitting in the rows with you. Yeah. 
at retreat, so I had to take advantage. There's just something about truth that we need to, and, and here's the thing. It says, I have given authority to pastors, apostles, and preachers, and teachers to speak the truth in love. And here's the thing. Sometimes we read speak the truth in love like, let me say what I think in a loving way. Speaking the truth in love is speaking the word in love. The word in a loving way. Not rebuking people for the sake of rebuking people. Did you see what they did? Did you see how inappropriate they were? Did you see where they were last night? That's not speaking the truth in love. And number two, it's not even your business where they were last night. Where were you? Just because someone didn't tag you didn't mean you weren't there. I told you I'm not preaching every treat. <laughs> and I hope you hear my heart, because my heart is not to tell you off. My heart is to give you the truth in a loving way that will bring life to our church. Because I know what the devil wants to do. And the devil's been doing it for way too long in churches all across this world. He brings in division. He brings in discord. He brings in yin, yin, yin. That's an that's a ethnic thing that we just, y'all that don't speak Portuguese or Creole or Spanish, you, you, you're just, I don't know if this is a Spanish thing, but it's definitely a Brazilian or Portuguese, Cape Verdean thing, yin, yin, yin. Yin, yin, is just adding your two cents where it's not needed. I said one time in a sermon, I'll say it again today, take your two cents and put it in the offering. Put it in the offering. Put it in the offering. <laughs> what? And I know what the devil does. He'll let the church get real happy for a season. Real souped. English service going great. And then he'll come in for the kill. He'll plant a little stupid something in the middle. He'll say this. He'll say that. Let me tell you something. We're not going to have it. Because I'm not going to put concealer on what God wants to confront and change. 1009. Have you ever watched the infomercial for a product that you know you don't need? Tupperware, for example. They'll act like your Tupperware is the worst Tupperware in the world. <laughs> Lady opens up the cabinet, all the Tupperware is like on her face in a second. <laughs> Have you noticed? Lids, the whole bit. It's like, and, they'll, and they'll start with that same voice. Are you struggling with your Tupperware? And they'll show like six ladies in five different ways struggling with their Tupperware. Buy this. And then it's like this little caddy with like, this is an actual product, like where you put the lids and the bowls and, and, and you just spin whatever you need. And it's like... Don't go through that anymore. Buy this. Have you been struggling with your vacuum since? And there's like the lady tripping down the stairs with the wire. <laughs> Buy this. Have you been struggling with your pots and pans and like it falls into the sink and there's water everywhere? And it, Buy this pan. Make omelets in a matter of minutes. And it just like, the omelet falls right off the pan into the plate. The dog is nice and groomed by the side. The kids are at the bar just eating nice and and behaved and all cleaned up. Meanwhile, reality is the kid's crying, the baby's diaper needs to be changed, the omelet's stuck to the bottom of the pan, and, and there's a bill that you're crying about. Like, that's the reality. The dog has nappy hair because you haven't, you, haven't, you haven't combed it out in weeks, right? 
right? Our dog used to have, his hair used to get knotted. Like, that's reality, right? You got to brush that hair. Like, that's, that's reality. The pearls are all, 7 a.m., mom's already pearls. Like, in the world, what's going on? Definitely not. Still has her hair up. Dad's still in bed trying to be lazy. Like, that's just what's, what's happening. That's reality. But, but infomercial will put it in, an, in a different light. They will talk up the product to death. And they will say, if you buy this, in the next 10 minutes, we'll throw in this extra keychain. And you'll only have to pay six easy payments. And I'm like, this, this commercial's playing around the clock. So I basically have the next 10 minutes all day. Right? They keep saying if you go within the next 10 minutes, but they're playing every day. So I can basically call whenever. They basically have a bunch of keychains that they want to get rid of. But, but then you order, you order the product, and it comes in. And I don't know if you've ever been to, like, fast food where, like, because I know we have a lot of healthy people here, where the picture looks nothing like reality. Like, I know McDonald's is talking up these fresh ground beef quarter pounders that are grilled at the moment you order them. I don't know if any of y'all work there, but I doubt it. They pin the pickles for those, for, those, for those photos. They literally pin the pickles for the pictures. They pin the tomatoes. They don't pin nothing when it comes in, right? You ask for ketchup on the side, they're putting ketchup on the side of the bun. Like, you ever seen that? <laughs> Reality is very different from what they talk up. And I think in church, sometimes there's stuff that is sounding good, but it's not rooted in truth. There's a lot of teaching out there that sounds great, but it's not rooted in truth. I'm not here to sell you a product. I'm not here to tickle your ears with what sounds good. I'm not even here to intrigue you with the word that'll keep you coming back yeah. next week. Right. I'm not here to serve you a burger with pinned pickles. Yeah. I'm here to give you the truth of God's word because I know that if we will know the truth, the truth will set us free. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance kills. Truth saves and truth sets people free. Let me end with this. John chapter 14. You don't need to turn there. I just want to read this for you. John 14 was one of the scriptures that I had memorized when I was like a four-year-old. Because, you know, pastor's kids, this is what we did for hobby. Praise the Lord. It got me where I am. John 14. I love the first verses. I think we even had it memorized in King James. That's how you know it was legitimate. And I just want you to hear this, because then I'm going to explain for two seconds, and then y'all can go to cafe the way you're itching. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said, remember Thomas from three weeks ago? Doubting Thomas. Thomas, the guy that needed to see to believe. Same dude. Same situation. Always asking questions. Maybe that's somebody in the room. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how are we supposed to know the way? Jesus said to him, and if I were Jesus, I would have been like, Thomas, I'm fed up with you. You know, you've been, and now I'm going to just bring this into 21st century church ambassador of the city, the city of Boston. If I were Jesus, I'd be like, you've been coming to church for 10 years. How do you not know? You've been to enough sermons. You've been to enough retreats. You've been to enough services. How do you not know by now? That's not the way Jesus responded to Thomas's doubts. He said, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you know the Father. So from now on, you do know because you have seen. So, Thomas was ignorant. Ignorance was not bliss for Thomas. He was like, Jesus, I don't know. I don't know where you're going. I don't know how to get there. I don't even know what you're talking about, really. And maybe that's how some of you feel this morning. I don't really know what Shane has been saying for the past 35 minutes. And here's the thing. Maybe it doesn't make much sense. But if you can just take away what Jesus' response to his doubter was, I think you can leave here radically transformed for the rest of your life. Because if you know Jesus, you know the truth. And if you know that truth, the only truth, that truth will set you free. In the case of scripture, ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance kills. Truth saves. And there are not many truths. There is only one truth. And that truth's name is Jesus Christ. And so this morning, we are saved by no one else, for no one else, other than Jesus Christ, our Lord. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And that good news brings great life to anybody who would call on the name of the Lord.